0: proud partner of the Clyde CL Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So, Um, This all came about with me and seeing a 5-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www.type1lifting.com. So just check it out. If you don't buy anything, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have. So like I said before, www.type1lifting.com. And guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So, Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't, the neoprene's still good. Uh, The seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I've had in the past Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, TYPE and the number one. So it's type one. So go to Libertelifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code TYPE1, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a- another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Um, I have CrossFit athlete slash Misfit Athletic athlete, Xander Fallick. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Not bad. Listen, I uh, I first actually knew about you through the misfit like web like youtube channel because i was like who's this guy he's like always on like always on the youtube channel like either going to like waterpalooza or like some other place like and even on like instagram i'm like this dude is always with the team so i'm like and so i started following you and then like we actually had a good rapport with the touch and go gang but we'll talk about that later but uh yeah and so that's that's how we met so i'm like i'm really excited to talk to you today
1: yeah well i appreciate you having me on and like honestly like people always ask me like what is my like affiliation and I was like and if you ask uh Hannah Hardy or Diana Lamberti I like came up with myself just like I'm a friend of the program like that's like if I like I like I'm just like a friend of the program love the boys up north Jabs, Ted, Chatmas like I'm very blessed that like I get to just like tag along and just like how I've made friends at CrossFit and it's a crazy crazy like spot that I'm in but I'm very appreciative of everything that it's allowed me to do.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So you, you live in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now. So I've, I've been there, I've been to Oklahoma once. So, um, I went over the red river cause I was in, um, I was in Texas, like right at the border. And so that's the only yep. time I went to Oklahoma. So, um, like what, what is it like there? First of all, cause I've never been there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma. Okay. So I moved here in, so I moved here April 12th of 2020. So timeline, like COVID was killing us and I got a promotion at work and they told me to move up here and I had no idea what I was moving into because I was sight and and they gave me two weeks. Couldn't say goodbye to friends in Texas because Jeez. like everybody's staying at home. Yep. Like nobody knows what to do. And like, again, like this, is just the way it was at the time. And I just move up here, get to the hotel because I don't have my apartment for three weeks because mm-hmm. I'm like, people are like not working. It's great. Like it's a lot of wide open space. I like to describe it as a Tulsa is the Austin of Oklahoma. Okay. And it's like one fifteenth the size.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So, so so are you now like an Oklahoma sooner fan or like, or Oklahoma state fan or so?
1: So I would say like, so growing up, my dad went to Notre Dame. So I'm a Notre Dame fan. Oh yeah. I know (laughs) I was a Michigan fan. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, I've been to plenty of Michigan, like, Notre Dame like football games at the big house and um Notre Dame stadium I've been to more Michigan Notre Dame hockey games which are even wilder than the football games those are actually the things to attend if you can ever get to one of those definitely go to one of those um but I would say like I'd probably pick i like watching the bedlam game I don't I just like probably Sooners person but like I I always go with Notre Dame like that's like my go-to through and through
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, what's funny, like speaking about like you being a fan of Notre Dame and I'm a fan of Michigan. Like I have no affiliation with like Michigan. <laughs> I've never went to school there. I just like up North, like we don't have any really like college sports teams. I mean, we have like Boston, like we're good in hockey, Like you have
1: BC for hockey. Yeah. Like you got like, and for how many people lived in Boston, like, I don't know what part of mass you grew up in, but it's like, there's like, you don't really like you have football, but it's not like, it's like, I grew up playing lacrosse which at normal for being having gone like living in Texas but it's just like you, like that's not your thing you got to go like have you been to Ann Arbor
0: yeah yeah well, so my okay. first my first year anniversary we went to we went to a uh, Michigan uh Akron Ohio game so yeah <laughs> zips. well we had no t- like, zips. Zips. <laughs> tickets tickets were like astronomical and I'm like we're like we're not I'm not paying this so
1: yeah no it's like to, to the big house are not cheap but it's like i'm sure you had the best time like, oh
0: yeah I, I there's loved it. a
1: lot of things to be said like college football games definitively are better than professional level football games
0: yeah yeah and and the only way the reason why i became a michigan fan was like the desmond howard he ran like ran it for a touchdown did the heisman pose i was yep. at a, i was at a barber shop getting a haircut and i was like watching this and i was like okay i'm hooked because i i didn't for some reason i didn't like ohio state i didn't like their colors for some reason and so i was like okay i'll just root for michigan and then i just yeah Good hooked. And as you're wearing the Ohio
1: State colors on your T-shirt right now. Yeah, I know, is- I know, I know. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I
0: was, I was literally in a rush, so I mean, and plus, this is not, yeah. this is okay. I'll, I'll let it slide because, like, I don't have any other. It's not you know, red and
1: silver. Like, you can get away with red and black and just like call it. Like, I'm an, I'm a Red Wings fan, so you, you're wearing the Red Wings colorway.
0: Let's just yeah. call it that. So another gross thing about Ohio State, I actually there's a guy in my town. He has a Porsche 911, and he actually made his Porsche to look like the. Ohio State helmet. He has that like racist stripe of like the the red and black, and I was, and with like the Buckeyes like logo, like Buckeye stickers in the back. And I'm like, that is awful, awful. Oh,
1: buddy, one. So like one, like I don't like. I'm not a big fan of sports cars. I'd rather just drive like something higher and off the ground, like my F150. Yeah. Um, it should like that's just the way I am. But like I'm just imagining that. I'm, like I'm sure that guy's super passionate and loves it. I. It's very that to me is very gaudy. I like something that's a little like maybe matted mm-hmm. like a little bit more like blends in to the like do i want to get behind the lamborghini yeah like that'd be cool but like i'm like i wouldn't that's oh that's just <laughs> ugh, ugh,
0: yeah not yeah, a good look it's awesome it's awful awful i like i i looked at it i could see it like once every month and it's just like i just want to like just rip the stickers off i'm like it do you understand like how like sh- how shitty that looks like it looks like gaudy like you said I just ugh, I can't do it so yeah. but uh but I know um b- by talking to you before you actually know a couple diabetics so yes kind of what is your experience with diabetes seeing it through so, like eyes of I seeing it through your eyes like your friends like you know dealing with it
1: yeah so like I have friends that are type two like but obviously with type one and just like kind of just more like children like or my friends who i met like as an adult but like they grew up as kids and like their pancreas just doesn't work and it was very different like i had a college roommate like one of my best friends cameron and, like in college like it's when you're having a college experience and you want to go have a couple drinks like you're 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 screwed and like it was like it was pretty scary we did end up having to call an ambulance one time like he wasn't taking care of it mm-hmm. and like that was probably the scariest experience but like my other buddy brendan like he's a nurse like doing great Um, you know, Snyder, like, it's like, he's great and like takes care of himself, but it's also like even being in a fitness base, like that's also still really tough. And like how you manage all those things and the spikes that you can go through and like the lows, um, and managing that, like with trying to be in fitness.
0: Yeah. So I I have a listener question from uh, somebody, another diabetic. So, um, his question is, who is your favorite diabetic?
1: Oh, Okay. Who is my favorite? i'm trying to think of like who are like people with diabetes but it's like I, like i will probably say my friends because i can't think of anybody that actually has diabetes right now like even a professional athlete or celebrity like and you probably can rattle off like four or five for me and yeah, i could do i could do a couple them, yeah.
0: Like, yeah yeah
1: like yes. who like who are like some more like well-known people that have it? like i can't think of it
0: so uh I think that the tight end the, the star tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, Mark, Mark Andrews, yeah, Mark Andrews. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. a type one diabetic. He went to Oklahoma. Um, okay. there is a, um, field goal kicker from I think he's in Kansas city now. I forget his name, but he's another diabetic. that's pretty up there. Okay. Um, I'm going
1: with that guy because for the brand, if you know, Pat McAfee, like that's my guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. But
1: again, it's just like, you gotta go like, you gotta like pick like, like, People that operate at a high level in professional sports, like Mark, super like people that like, doesn't like, it doesn't matter if you like, you have something that can hold you back and you're like, screw it. No, I'm going through this. Like, mm. it, yeah, it sucks. You probably have to do like, eat, eat more, try to take some Gatorade, try to do something to offset like everything. But it's just like, okay, like you, like, it's cool to see people operate in high level with something. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like you got to get through it
0: yeah and and like i so i know mark andrews he actually um tests his blood sugar every single quarter twice
1: god that's gotta be so like yeah frustrating but it's like hey if you're playing at that high level that's what you got to do because you gotta you only have such a like the smallest window to make all your money and be like i need to be at a high elite level of doing this and like there's that because arguably the kicker probably doesn't need to test it that
0: no. frequently i mean even the long, there's a long snapper that's a diabetic too and it's just like uh maybe once once a quarter maybe i mean maybe yeah so. maybe
1: <laughs> like maybe it just does it at halftime and sees what happens yeah like, depending <laughs> on the game so
0: <laughs> all right so the next listener question is what is your go-to coffee
1: ah so yes this is a you you're gonna love this so go-to coffee if it's not a pour over in my ratio eight machine that i have at home I will, I love cold brew. So I am a, so people at home don't see this. So I am a ginger. I have a lot of freckles, pale skin. I'm Irish, fun fact. And so I always tell people I drink coffee like a soulless monster. So it's always black. Um, I like a pour over. I like a shot of like, if I'm going to a good coffee shop, I will get a double espresso and a cold brew to go. And if you want to like the elite level people that know that Starbucks and Dunkin' are really just convenient caffeine in a cup and not quality
0: coffee—garbage, yes, Even garbage, trash, yes—and
1: yes. so you understood what I was saying. I just mm-hmm. take a long way to get there. And so I always tell people, just get the venti cold brew, no ice. It's professional. They give you more coffee, and you're much happier for it. And you're just trying to get the caffeine in you as fast as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. So, little known fact: I Dunkin' Donuts was originally made in Massachusetts. Yep. So there that is- was my
1: go-to college. Like I, so Ugh. I started drinking coffee. Like I was very, like I was a fat kid. Like I started drinking coffee with all the sweetener, the Baskin Robbins, like sweeteners, all the milk. And then like my, like I did, like, I joke, like I did keto before keto was cool. Like the summer between junior and senior year of college where mm-hmm. like, you just don't eat carbs or butter or dairy. You're just like eating protein and just like, trying to like limit like I'm like just ate like grilled chicken salads with like balsamic vinaigrette and you're just like hating life but you're like I got abs I'm like cool now and you don't know (laughs) any better because you're like try to go work out and you do like one 400 meter run you are like why can't I sustain this and like that's how I got into black coffee and then learning like what are some of the best coffee shops in America by traveling so much
0: Mm -hmm. very cool very cool now um the other listener question is um do you have to get your suits custom made because of your giant calves (laughs)
1: that's such a good like question because like, okay. So for the people at home, I do work in finance and yes, I do have to get custom suits and I don't get custom suits because of the calves. I get custom suits because my waist is so small relative to my quads. If I bought, I can't fit into 32 inch waisted pants. I have to, if I was to get something off the rack, I would have to get 40 inch waisted pants and then get the seat the waist and the legs like everything done so it's actually cheaper just to get a custom-made suit which is frustrating
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm, I'm almost at the point so i'm 6'6 and so it's like it's really hard to like find
1: it, like i wouldn't know you're six six until like you say it or like i heard it on the last podcast and i was like jesus he's tall
0: yeah like yeah. like
1: you and delugos like okay big guys in crossfit like it's practically non-existent and it's just like but like for you like you're in relatively good shape so it's like you'd have to get really like really tapered. Like I know too much about like, yeah, like tutorial <laughs> stuff now. And it's a huge pain in the ass for you. And I can get like, I'm sure it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I've been squatting a lot. So obviously like the legs are getting bigger and it's just like, I, I have these like, pair of pants that I have like six months ago and now they're like getting to be like really skin tight. And I'm like, I really, yeah, I need to get a bigger waistline or something like that. Yeah. Or go to like, you know, some store, some tailor, and just be like, okay, just do, do what, do what you gotta do.
1: So I like, uh, no free ads, but go to Suit Supply if you have it because you're in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, look up Suit Supply. Like their customs, so they're like no sir, cert- nicer than Joseph A Banks, but they're cheaper than Brooks Brothers. And you can just they'll, they'll build you a custom one. Like that's where I get my suits done. So that's what I'll. I just give me that one.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Um, next listener question. So if you had to pick three celebs to pick in a street fight, who would they be and why?
1: Okay, so am I fighting them, or I just want to see three celebs get into a street fight?
0: Three celebs in a street fight.
1: Okay, three celebs in a street fight. Um, So I would want to see Conor McGregor versus Tom Cruise (laughs) versus Patrick Swayze, RIP.
0: All right. right. (laughs)
1: So you take a professional fighter versus Tom Cruise, who always did his own stunts, And Patrick Swayze because Roadhouse is my favorite film of all time. Okay. And like, and Dalton is the best bouncer in the entire world. And I will never, ever let that go. And I just want to see like how it would go because that would be like that weird, like, okay, so you do know what you're doing, but there's a professional here. And then do like, the two actors like gang up on them. Like that, like there's like that weird strategy where it's like, if you're just doing the call from the side and it's like, you and me, just like, you're like, I'm doing color. I'm like, we'll see what happens. Like this could, that could potentially be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I like that. I like that one a lot. Um, I never actually, I I wouldn't even think of those three together. So
1: and that's just what like this is how my brain works like that's just where it went i was like it oh, would be good like that like these are good like these like it would be cool to see like tom cruise has been in enough like quality like top gun um all the mission impossibles days of thunder which is a great film patrick Swayze, phenomenal actor was in ghost duh um <laughs> And then Conor McGregor who just gets in bar fights outside of just the UFC all the time.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you said earlier that you play lacrosse. So a little backstory, I played lacrosse for like 22 years. Yes. So I, I was, uh, I started, I started playing in college and I just played all the way through college, like starter. I was a long stick midi. So I was just yep. like running down all over the place. And like, then after that, I was like playing in summer leagues and like, I, I almost tried up with the professional level, but I, I just yep. was like, you know, I just don't have the time. To be honest with you, like, it, cause it takes a lot. Cause like, yeah. you got to travel everywhere. And those dudes like drive from, like, you're not
1: making money. Like you're no, not like no. anybody that's in the MLL, like um, depending on when you're looking, like it's hard. Like, so I played starting in fifth grade because my parents told me, like I always had to play a fall and a spring sport and I wanted to quit baseball. Cause baseball, I just didn't have like coaches that like, I, and I just didn't enjoy it. And my grandpa played. So I started in Michigan before I moved to Texas. And then I got recruited to play in college um in scranton pennsylvania and then um just played all the way through college and then moved back to texas and like i was so burned out at that point i just gave up like i just was like super like i just started like watching lacrosse again like this year like Mm -hmm. i had been burned out for like eight years
0: yeah so um i was playing a couple of years ago i was playing in like an old man lacrosse league which is like 35 and older so oh yeah um there were dudes that never played before like their first yep. year playing lacrosse in which i'm like hey that's awesome you're starting out and so like here's me trying to coach these guys and like yelling at them like two hands or like just like and, and i got and- to the point. it got to the point i'm like the guys were like hey man like i know you're really trying hard to like you know help us out but just remember we've only some of us only been playing for a year and i'm like yeah okay but like some of those dudes they're like weekend warriors like like above and beyond they just go all out and i'm like bro i gotta, oh, yeah. I, gotta, I, gotta I gotta work tomorrow so yeah like i'm
1: here to like just don't cross check me please like it's like or it's like or but then you also get the people who are like i'm just here to drink beer after and just like do one run like like i'm just <laughs> yeah. gonna sub me in like like you got like this dichotomy of like that is the most like retired athlete like spectrum it's like no i'm just here for the beers <laughs>
0: yep, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> yeah so do you have any uh do you have any ambitions to playing again at all or
1: I wouldn't, so I did play in my high school alumni game in 2019 because I was just like able to be, I was down there, um, which was a lot of fun, but I don't like, I really don't like, mm-hmm. it's just hard to find places to play. Like I like have my, like, I, no, I did donate all my equipment. Um, I don't even have any sticks anymore. Like I just donate because I just was like, it's better to go to somebody who's going to play. Um, if I was going to do anything, I'd probably go back and think about coaching.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But I'm more, but I'm still more inclined to coach somebody in CrossFit right now than I would be
0: in lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lacrosse, lacrosse coaching and stuff. I've done it for like seven years. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, like
1: e- even when I was doing it in high school and a little bit in the summer in college, I was just like, I, this is, this is, I appreciate my coaches a whole hell of a lot more than I do when I was actually like had them just because I'm like, Oh, you got to be real passionate now. Like that's how this works. Yeah. So it's not
0: bad. Yeah. I had a, I I had a couple, I had a couple kids go D one. So, and it's like, it's kind of a feeling to kind of see them, you know, grow from like being like a sophomore to like a senior, then like, then all of a sudden like going D one. And then it's like, so cool. Like seeing them like actually go to the games and like watch them. So it's, it's a feeling, but it, it, it takes a lot though.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of time. And it's like, it's cool. Cause I still talk to like my one high school assistant coach and then my summer league coach, um, uh, from like who did my travel like schedule. Cause he coaches, um, right now. And so like, that's still cool to have those relationships and like, look back and be like, I appreciate you for like putting in the time with me because I can't believe like you put up with my goofy like shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so so um I, when I was doing research on you I was actually on your LinkedIn account so I was like trying to figure out get yes. a little bit more information on you yeah so you are a financial financial consultant so how did you even like get involved in that kind of field and like what made you kind of yeah. lean to that to be care- compared to like other you know other careers you know out there
1: yeah yeah so when I was in high school I was an athletic trainer like because I thought that's what I wanted to do in college and then I very very like learned in four years like no this is not at all what I want to do um and so I went with a meeting with my parents to their financial advisor and I just thought like it was cool and then I just started in college and then I talked to my parents financial advisor when I was like spring semester senior year I was like hey where do I go and then I just like applied to the company I work for now and then literally like phone center like taking like 60 calls a day just inbound like just beating your head into the wall, like all the way to where I am now, like working with like the families I do, um, which is amazing. Like just helping people retire and like being able to like watch them spend their money the way they want to, instead of having to like worry about like, am I going to be able to pay my mortgage this month? Am I going to be able to pay for food? Um, it's really great. And it's just like, it's really fulfilling to like help people like live the lives they want and like spend their wealth the way they want to.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, what what is the one thing that you notice people do a lot that's like a huge mistake?
1: The like when it comes to like I'm gonna take out a hundred thousand dollars on my retirement savings to pay off my mortgage. Like that's like the number one like. There's a lot of factors, and it's more because like taxes, and like you're not gonna be able to make up the money you think because of mm-hmm. the way you lived, because there's a lot of dollar cost averaging is the greatest thing to get you to retirement and is the biggest hurdle that you'll have to deal with in retirement. Cause it will hurt you the most.
0: Yep. yep.
1: And it's essentially, you're just breaking people of 45 to 50 years of habits. And if you've done something that way, it's really, really hard.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I hear you. So, all right, cool. Yeah. So um, what are your, what are your goals for pretty much like being in the career? Are you like trying to go to like upper management? Like what's, what's your,
1: um so right work right now like i like it's gonna it's working with the families i'm working with like it's like i don't really like have like maybe one day i want to um that would be pretty cool but it's just like right now it's like i gotta take care like it's like imagine being best friends with like 120 to like 180 people and you gotta take care of not just those people but their wives their kids and like all that and just making sure you can build that and make it sustainable and make sure like they're taken care of because they are really leaning on you for it. It's not really the money or the dollars and cents. Like I joke, it's more financial therapy because you really have to understand the emotional side and making sure like they're not going to do something to hurt themselves or it's like, cause at the end of the day, like I can come up with the most efficient plan that like as possible, but it may not be the most effective because I don't want you losing sleep at night.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, um, when, when did you hear about CrossFit for the first time? Cause I know you're probably like high school, college, you're playing sports. And then like, yeah. you know, after college, you're probably like, I need to do something else. So like, when yep. did you find car- CrossFit?
1: So I found CrossFit my sophomore year, my, um, one of my teammates, Mike Squilante took me to CrossFit Scranton. He was like, Hey, I'm doing this now. Like I never heard of this. And I get in there and I swear i like distinctly like the like everybody remembers their first workout like but i swear i think it was just a bunch of deadlifting we were doing where it was like you had to do 20 reps unbroken one 15 unbroken one 10 unbroken one and then five was like the workout for the day and it was like i just pulled something i don't remember it but the like and it sucked and i was like this is really hard and i shouldn't be working this like it it's like that like I want to come back and do this again. Mm -hmm. But like one of the most effective workouts that I remember and like was we had to do a hundred wall walks for time. And this is 2012 (laughs) and every minute on the minute was 10 air squats. So it's like a 30 minute workout, like, which is (laughs) an ungodly amount of like wall walks. And so I just remember that. And then, uh, we start playing lacrosse again for the the spring and I don't go back to CrossFit until fall of 2014. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I just was like, Oh yeah. Like gain weight, stopped running, like all doing all like it just college. Like I was just being a D three collegiate athlete. Sorry. We're not going pro just a fact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I, not- I, lo- I love the D three athletes that are like playing football and they're like, yeah, like I, I just, I play football here. This is a football school. I'm like, bro, it's like D three. It's not, you're not, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Sorry. Yeah. So.
1: No. And like, it was very realistic. And so pick it back up. I, my first open, was the 2015 open. And that's when I got my first muscle up.
0: Oh, nice. Very cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that. And like the only real workout I did well on was not the chest bar overhead squat workout was not the muscle up workout. It was like the rowing thruster workout was the one I did well on. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it was the 27, 21, 15, nine, 15, five.
0: Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. That was it. I mean, I hurt real bad and people were like, why did you, how did you do that? I was like, just in, in the tank like th- there's nothing about that workout that's physically it is physically hard but that is more of a mental challenge
0: mm-hmm. yeah that, I, I remember that one vividly like that was that was hard very very hard and it was i think i think i've been doing the crossfit for i believe it's I'd say like 10 years yeah so that's yeah. just ref-
1: about me if i count starting in 2012 in that long break it's like 10 years
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's really interesting. Like how from, you know, 2012 to now, like how everything's changed.
1: Oh, it's, it's absolutely like, and the funny part is, I was like, where was I at Bill Rutt games this weekend when we were talking? But It's like, it's still, or was I watched, I think I was watching the, uh, the kettlebells and cocktails last week. Like it's still in an infancy. Like it still is. Like we're still in a very infant type sport and it's cool to see it still growing and changing.
0: Yeah. So all of all, like, obviously you're part, you're part of the Misfit team now. So like, how did, how did Misfit come along?
1: So funny enough. So I'm 2014. um, Andrew Maley, who's coaching at CrossFit Screen, starts having me do like workouts. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is fun. I'm enjoying training. Like I'm trying to do more, which is the, again, like the most, like don't do more, just do better at doing less. Like looking back first caveat. But it was like, he was just having me do bitch work. He literally just had me do bitch work. And I had no idea what it was. I just knew (laughs) we were doing Misfit. So he's like having me do 10 rounds of rowing 500 meters and 50 double unders. And let alone, I can't string along 15. Not that I have to do 500 in this workout and just Mm -hmm. getting my like crap pushed in for like, and like, that's essentially how I found it. And then I like graduate break up with a girlfriend and start doing the blog. And i start working nights two to 11 PM. So I can literally just like wake up at seven in the morning and then go train for five hours and still have an hour to get to work. So like, I just start doing the blog and then I go to a CrossFit camp at CrossFit Edo in Houston and like meet everybody. Don't know a soul. This is the first time I've driven like five hours by myself Mm -hmm. and like, just go do it, go to a camp and like meet everybody like drew, um, Sherb, uh, Dex, and Gabe's there who's now my coach and I'm like serious about trying to like go to regionals like I wanted to and like Gabe's in charge of coaching he's like oh yeah just go fill this out and all this stuff and like so I fill it out Saturday night I talked I mentioned it to him he's like oh cool yeah I'll get back to you." he emails me Sunday night and I just have to like get the, like at this point you have to pay for a year up front and I had like enough savings and like was able to do it and I just paid it and he was like nobody's ever turned around this fast and we just started in december of 2016 is when i started doing remote coaching with them and then been there ever since and kept going to camps and just pretty much been a repeated thorn in their side and they just haven't kicked me out yet (laughs) (laughs) um and so i've learned a lot from the guys and like really getting to know them and like really like the community at large and just making friends with hannah diana hilda Brendan, Nate, um, who else? Chatness, Ted, like, um, like working with the Sharp and the X, like, like all of them, like behind the scenes, like it's just great. Like I'm forgetting people, and I'm sorry, but it's like it's cool to like be like that, like yeah. ingrained in the community and like the family.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, now was Gabe the only? Like, do, did you wanted to choose Gabe as a coach, or was that like the like? <laughs> I, I will. No, I'm. I'm not. Listen, listen. I'm not it's bad. Great. I'm not bashing Gabe whatsoever. He is a tremendous yeah. coach. Like I've heard nothing but good things about him. But like, were you like, were you aiming for like somebody else? Like during the remote coaching thing?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, so the funny part is, is like, so you watch, you like watch the blog, like the YouTube, like podcast when they're just sitting on the couch at old HQ. And it's like, I didn't know Gabe all that well. And I like, again, like I didn't have any skills. Like I literally like couldn't string like three toes of to bar together, even mm-hmm. at this camp. Like it, it was still like I gymnastics has always not been my thing. Like, I don't, looking back, no, but, large pause, having Gabe as my coach is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Because Gabe, I'm very outgoing, I'm very loud, I'm, like, just very <laughs> naturally, those are my things. Gabe is very much, like, he will talk the most shit to you during a wad, which is phenomenal, but he's very stoic in the way he coaches, and it's very much aligns with, like, you don't, he I've talked to Paige about this Semenza who's another one of he she came on after I was already there working with Gabe but it's like we don't get told good job all that much because like you chose this like right Mm -hmm. and Gabe has helped me not just be a better athlete but be a better human and like that's what a real coach is and like I know like Sherb does it Hunter does it Drew does it Paige is now a coach Kenzie like they all like, that's where you move the needle. It's not just the things in the gym. It's how they make you a better person. And Gabe has challenged me numerous times about how my thought process as an athlete, as a competitor, as a friend, a son and just being like a mentor to other athletes.
0: Very cool. Yeah. I, when I've always hear him on podcasts, like when he was like on the podcast, like earlier on, like when they first started always like listening to him and pretty much getting his like insight of, coaching because usually from what i've noticed is the quiet ones are usually the best ones so that, yeah and and like that's that's you know and there's other people that are very good too and they're very loud but like i've you know the quiet ones are always the ones that like they they get you so they, they know what yeah, they know like what, how to push the needle
1: and it's like the little things they tell you like gabe they like even i think like Gabe is the absolute best for me. Cause it's like, it's very like, okay, how are you doing? Like, what do you need? Like even trying to like, again, like I have like a full-time career, which a lot of people don't know because I don't really broadcast it all that much because mm-hmm. again, even my industry, I'm not supposed to, um, just because there's rules and regulations for it. But it's like, he helps me try to find that ground. And like when I wanted to take a step back from CrossFit to focus on my career, he was still super supportive and helping me get ready for, hey, I don't think I really want to do this. I want to do a triathlon. He's like, cool. Like, you want to do the triathlon with me? Like Gabe and I did my first triathlon together. He helped me get ready for my first marathon. Like, and this is like, and then didn't really, didn't like do remote coaching again for 18 months. And then I was like, here's high rocks. I want to start doing this. I need my coach back. Like, I'm not good at programming. He's like, yeah, let's go. Like, here we go. Like it came back, like, Last year about this time, I just saw the memory pop up and me just being like John Cusack holding up like the, the speaker and just like posting that because that's just how my mind works. Yeah. Um, and like it was like that's what I needed. I needed to like go back to because he's more than a coach. To me. He's one of like my brothers and friends. Like I look at him like that and I know I can always get the like, great advice from him.
0: Very cool. Now um I do want to talk about High Rocks a little bit later. So yeah, um at the first the first training camp that you went to down in Texas, like was that a complete eye opener? Like watching all those dudes like throw throw yeah, weights around it's and like,
1: move? Yeah, it's like Jordan Cook. Um was Dex squatting at that point? Or no, Dex was coaching. I don't think he stepped in, but like I was ish strong. Not really, like I like Jordan Cook is still like stupid strong. Like I like. It was an eye opener to see what other like what actual fitness was because I was training by myself and like mm-hmm. I didn't have training partners and like it was a huge eye opener and I was like, I'm really shitty. <laughs> like I don't move well, my toes to bar trash, I can't do chest to bar, I can barely do like a bunch of muscle ups. Like there's a, so much to do, but like I I can run. Like that was my thing. Like I like the weakness warm-up one day was like run a mile and I beat everybody. Like I beat like and like Travis everybody and they were like i came in and like i heard this like years later and i think it was like last summer they're like who the fuck is this big guy who can run like no like this this kid shouldn't be able to run but he does like that was my thing like that's all it was aerobic background is what i had
0: Mm -hmm. very cool um so obviously you've been to other you know training camps and like other events and. Like how, my thing is like, you're, you're pretty much anywhere Misfit goes is like pretty much where you're going. So yeah. first of all, how do you get the time to do it? And then like, how did you kind of like, you know, kind of dip your toes and say, Hey guys, like, you know, what if I tag along or like, Hey, you know, can I help out? You know, how did that come
1: Yeah. Out? Um, so like one, like work is remote, like getting to the job I had now when I took the promotion, like it was mostly remote. So like the past couple of years, I was very Not trying to, like, I chose to put myself at risk, however you want to put it. Like, I was just going to travel and I was going to go do things. I was going to go to North Carolina, meet Hunter McIntyre and train and work out with him, like, and go see Chandler Smith and, like, go meet up with Dex when he moved to Mississippi and go train. Like, I was going to go put myself in situations, go to different, like, training camps and see how people move and Mm -hmm. learn. Um, But really, me, like, starting to help more was, like, I always knew the guys, loved the guys go to granite games last year and dex hopkins is working media at the time he was like i'm retired from fitness he's not anymore congrats on semis i love you bro um and he needed me to bring him a 1200 camera lens that i had to pay for that he was going to pay me back for then he told me take it back and return it and chandler smith who's also a great friend of mine didn't bring a yeti cooler to granite games and it was hotter than texas and oklahoma that weekend so he asked me to bring him a cooler so dex was like oh just we'll Stay in my room, bring me the stuff, like just fly yourself up. Caroline and Austin are there trying to qualify. And I'm like, I'm there. I know the guys. They're like, oh, yeah, here you go. And really, essentially, was I bring Chandler the cooler. Chandler gives me a VIP pass. VIP pass allows me on the field. And I'm just tagging Caroline and Austin, just being me on social media. Ted sees it and Ted's like, hey, man, you think you could help me? Like, I'm doing a lot and it's hard to do social media and filming and camera stuff. I was like, yeah, sure. Give me whatever. And I started shooting it. And he was like, that was great. Like you did a really good job. And I was like, did I like, cause I don't know. Like I yeah, just like know yeah. what an eye looks like and things. And then it kind of steamrolled into, Hey man, can you come to Madison and help shoot the sidelines for this? <laughs> account? And I was like, wait, so you want me to come to Madison and I get to be even closer than being in the stands for the ticket I already paid for? And I was like, hands down went because Hannah qualified and I was already going to be there. Like I just was putting myself in situations and just Dex tells me at the best. I put out a lot of positive in the world and I always ask like, how do I get here? And he's like, the energy you put out is what you're getting back. Mm -hmm. And I don't like need to get paid. Like I would do that for them hands down End of like as much as they ever asked me, like, I love them to death and they are family to me. Like everyone in our misfit community, like somebody comes at you in your DMS or your comment section, tag me, I will come save you. And I will absolutely bury them <laughs> to the ground. Like I would like, I will like, there's like, pick your Hills to die on. And I will stand on the edge. Like we have the best community, best people in the CrossFit space, period. End of story. Mm-hmm.
0: Speak, speak, That's speaking, how I got here. Speaking about, Oh, actually. And then I saw you at Wadapalooza at the sharp and the ax uh, booth and you're yeah. wearing that Fedora was it the Fedora hat or like what, what the cowboy hat? Was hat. It? Like I oh, okay, a okay. bunch of
1: cowboy hats that I get custom made for my buddy Kyler um down in Texas. Um he does a great job. I gotta go pick up two more. Um, but I was on the feed and every and like it was just that weird location of like our booth was in the right spot, and I just mm-hmm. kept standing there with the hats, and like like they were like, Hey, can you come help us? Like, you like I was like, Yeah, um, yes, I've never been to water polo. like, You've never been to water, pools? like. I had never gone to the games. I'd never gone to Wadapalooza. I'd never gone to a semi like all in the past year. And the guys jabs like all allowed me to kind of fulfill a bunch of cool stuff while having me have a purpose to help out, which Mm -hmm. is probably the most appreciative. And I just was at Wadapalooza and just helping sell merch and doing things and trying to be like the best ambassador for them as possible.
0: Yeah, I that was one of the bucket lists I was trying to get to Watauga this year, and it just like obviously it just didn't work out. Which, but I'm hopefully, you know, next year I could do it. We'll see what happens, or even go to a training camp. So that's that's like one of the goals is at least either go to Portland for the training camps and Watauga. I'm to Portland. Yeah,
1: we, like whatever. I think we're having one in the summer. I don't think they've released the dates yet. But you need a place to stay. You can stay with me and Hannah because we always end up doing like a big athlete like house because we like, it's the most cost effective. It's always the easiest. Like you're in just come.
0: Yeah. And I, my, my parents' house is like an hour and a half hour. And it's like 15 minutes away from, from them too. So okay, w- worst case scenario. So yeah. So yeah. whatever
1: you want, like if you want to drive the hour and 15 in an hour and 15, home. I, 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 I really, closer.
0: I really don't, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But um, you talked about like how the Misfit community is like really great and we actually, they, there was a little thing going on and like the, obviously with the Instagram, like they call the Touch and Go Gang. So, you know, I I, I loved it and I was like, I got to get on, in on this and I asked Hannah yes. and I'm like, how, how do I get in the Touch and Go Gang? And they're just like, just it. just tag, just tag like everybody that's doing it and um and that's like i was putting on my stories and like my posts and stuff like that and i loved how like everyone got together and like was like cheering each other on and stuff like that and then uh so how did did you start that whole movement thing
1: oh god um okay i will tell i will say this half the stuff i do on instagram is like dex hopkins copied (laughs) like dex was always like talking about it's like touch and go doesn't start like you can't pause at the hip like you, like that's not touch and go. That's re-gripping. That's not a thing. So I think it was, it's more of inspired by him and a branch off and touch and go gang was, I was just being like, I'm very self-aware and I like to poke fun of myself. And I was like, I'm going to go touch and go to 95 and then go run a sub six minute mile, which isn't that fast. But I was like, people need to know, like you can be strong and you can be aerobic and you can be fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of how it started. It was at, it was like the last set of like, we had to do clean waves and then the last that was a descending and then background is like everybody starts doing it <laughs> and I talked to Drew Drew is like it so Drew Crandall one of the owners is like so abhorrent on the entire idea he's like you need to move better people move better when they do touch and go but I need them to do singles well <laughs> and Drew hates it and nobody knows this <laughs> which is the best part of like the whole thing and like everybody keeps doing it and that's why like you probably you saw the post because I tagged everybody it's like we're putting a hold on touch and go for now because everybody's got to move well you if you want to do it do it yeah tag me in it I will repost it but for now it's we're for most of us we're in the season of moving well and moving like you move with intensity and you got to move intently you got to move well and I'm notorious for like I've been the guy who doesn't move well and I'm starting to really try to hammer like going the basics and doing that stuff. Um, when it comes to the CrossFit stuff, like split jerks, muscle ups, like trying to get rid of the chicken wing and trying to like moving the best to set myself up for success for next year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, my, my, my thing with the touch and go is I, I love doing it because I think you get hella strong when you do it. And especially if, especially yeah. if you do it with the right form, like if, if my form, like just, starts breaking down, like, obviously like I'll just drop the bar and just like do, do singles. Like there's no, like, there's no, I have no issues with doing that. So like if, if, if like two Oh five snatch, like touch and go for three, like is, it feels good. I'm going to do it. So, yeah, you know,
1: like, and you, like, and you, it's a skill in CrossFit, like, and it's never something like where it's like, Oh, it's never going to be around. I'm like, you, like, let's make it very clear. Touch and go is faster than singles, but it will also can't hurt you in a workout but like, I did 225 power snatches for a set of five, like in 2017 or the summer of 18. And I was just like, this is stupid. Like people were like, why are you doing that? Like, because I can, but I was like, that's just how my mind works. And it's cool. Like, it's fun to do, but it's like, and like, it's coming back, but it's, it's nice to like, you got to have those things in your back pocket as an athlete to like, just whip out. Because if you don't even try it, you're going to support you don't have it in another athlete. will. Like you mm-hmm. got to have little things that you can break out if you're competing, because as a competitor, you have to be able to like, you gotta dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, as yep. the Joker says.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what what are your numbers?
1: For which ones? So, like, for, like
0: clean snatch. So clean squat, and devil? jerk.
1: Clean and jerks three forty five, back squat. My one, two, three, four, and five rep max are all four twenty five. <laughs> I'm just like I'm a I'm a person that's better at reps than I I've ever been at singles. My squat snatch and my power snatch are both 255, (laughs) which is more, it says more about my squat snatch. Um, and my deadlift, I think is five Oh seven. Like, I don't like, I've just never been a great deadlifter. Um, I push press 315 though. And I broke a barbell. Like I, that's like my cool number that I can do. Like I like shoulder overhead. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, those are like, I'm shoulder overhead is my jam. Like if you like want to see me go to work, it's like, I think Misfit had us do like intervals of like bike burpees to wall and like shoulder to overhead. And I was like, this is my jam. Like I'll never see this again, but I've got to, I got to hammer this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I um uh, My deadlift is awful. Cause like i we're granted I'm six, six. So it takes like a whole mile just to get up. And it's just yeah, like,
1: and the levers are long and then you see Colton Mertens like just pulling from fucking middle earth. And it's like, Oh, he's at Mordor. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. that's not how this works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, I, I feel for like Matt DeLugos and like, you know, Fakowski and all those guys that's and like Royce Dunn. Like I always root for those guys. Cause you know, I got to root for the taller guys.
1: Yeah. like you have to, like you want to see the tall guys do well. And it's funny because it's like, I met Brent in the airport flying home from Wattapalooza and he's like regular size, but on the CrossFit field, he looks like it's Larry Bird and then like <laughs> the Washington generals from like playing like who played the Harlem Globetrotters for people that don't get that reference. But it's just mm-hmm. like, what? Like, I didn't know this. Like he's, he's like my size, like, which I'm tall, like I'm eleven but it's like, he's not like, I have a picture of me next to Frazier and I'm like, Oh, Oh, bud. (laughs) It's a hilarious photo because I didn't realize how small he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, ending on the misfit stuff. So what, what are some of the memories, like great memories that you've had so far as, as like going to, going to misfit camps or like doing anything misfit?
1: um so my best like my best or like the best memories are from camp like it's it's wholeheartedly camp like just staying in a house where it's like me Brendan uh Leanne Hannah Hilda and Matt Omichensky summer of 17 and none of us really knew one another we all just were like in a house and we just decided that like this was what it was going to be and we just like or like going to camp like first camp back after like covid that we were able to do for quarterfinals prep camp when it's just like get to meet tony in person and like me and him had like been back and forth on instagram and like he's one of uh dino and birdie's best friends um like it's it's like just it's usually around camp and being around the like everybody or like wadapalooza after we had broken down or like closed up the booth for the night and just trying to go eat because we're just exhausted and tired. And it's like me, um, Kira, um, Isabel jabs. Like, we're all just trying to go back and we're exhausted, but we're just like, we're ready to run it back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like those little things where it's like, those are the things that stand out more or like just throwing down with Caroline, like, which is one of my favorites, like, just like, just, just throw like, Everybody, the community coming together. I don't care if you scaled the workout. I don't care if you did less weight, you did less reps. You changed like from muscle ups, chest to bar. Like just being willing to put yourself in a the hurt locker and just coming out on the other side and just sharing those experiences. And you're just like, we may not be the same level of fitness, but you know what, it, like it feels like.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I um, you said earlier that you're you're doing a thing called Hyrox. So, oh, is that how you call it? Hydrox, whatever. Yeah. Hi- yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. High rocks. So I, I have like, I have no idea what, what this is all about. So can you yep. kind of like, tell me like, how, like what it is and like how you got started with it?
1: Yeah. So high rocks is the, it's CrossFit with a shit ton of running, um, is the way I describe it. It's no gymnastics. Um, I got into it because I did it the week before my very first marathon mm-hmm. in 2019, which was three weeks before everything shut down and Chandler Smith, was competing with Jacob Hetner. The both of them were going to go against Hunter McIntyre to beat him at his own race. And it's essentially eight 1,000 meter laps of running followed by a station of fitness. So imagine a NASCAR track where you have to pit every thousand meters and go to a station. And the stations are a thousand meter ski, 385 pound sled push, um, 275 pound sled pull for 50 meters. Then it's hundred meters or 80 meters of burpee broad jumps, which is the worst station. Thousand meter row, um, farmers carry for 200 meters with kettlebells, um, 120 meters of sandbag lunges and then hundred wall balls.
0: Ugh, at the end. Damn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the world mm-hmm. championship for this year is coming up the day after my 30th birthday in a couple of weeks.
0: Okay. Very cool. Now, what, what made you, you know, what, like, why, uh, why did you get involved with it? Um so I
1: started getting involved because like it felt more like my wheelhouse. Gymnastics with gymnastics pulling was never my thing for being a big legged guy and this is just me making excuses and I wasn't I'm not that bad at gymnastics. Um but it's more like running, okay. There's a lot of you got to be willing to suffer and hurt and you got to be able to keep going. And that's done a marathon, done a like I like putting myself in different aspects to try a lot of things. Like even go up games this past weekend was awesome. Um, But it's the same thing. Every time none of the stations change, you know what you're getting into. And I think I can get faster and keep competing at a very high elite level in high rocks. Mm
0: -hmm. So why don't, why don't they change it?
1: That's not like, so it's in the space of obstacle course racing or fitness racing. Um, And so that's just, they don't want to change it. Like they want to have a standard because it's essentially the world championships is the best in America go against the best in Europe because it started in Europe and the Americans are going to absolutely kick all the Europeans ass. Like it's <laughs> nice. Not a question. Like I'm just, I'm, I will, I will, I will be that guy. Like we need, like, we need more storylines. We got to have the villains. I'm very much willing to play the villain guard and I will be the like scott hall talker of the nwo if we need it to be like that's what we got to do to get more eyeballs on the sport because it helps lift the profile and get more people to do it because it's a lot of fun we're already announcing next season's races in new york dallas and chicago and it's going to be cool to see like how it's because it's grown exponentially even through covid and like it like going out there
0: okay very cool very cool so like what, what so what do you what's your typical like training session like for you know these competitions
1: so right now i'm doing misfit athletics uh cop block um two um no shoutouts, outs but yeah um but it's really like gabe because i'm a remote athlete gabe is really tailored and gabe's never done one but gabe has a lot of aerobic capacity like played soccer he's a great coach and like really like talks like like what do you think again like you don't get like if you have a coach, like let them coach you. Like you don't get to tell them what you need to do. Like I've been with them for so long, and I have a good understanding of what I think I need, so I can kind of give some more input. But he's still creating him. But it's, I would say, my weekends are my longest sessions because I have the most time. So I do Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday through Sunday, and it's a strength component. There's usually a. 30 minute AMRAP with maybe a little bit of rest built in mm-hmm. and then a bitch work piece and then an accessory. And so usually my sessions are like two hours to two and a half. I try to like get them in there, even with cool down gang and trying to like make sure I'm building more of that in that I've really tried to focus on and then week and then Maffetone, um, like just longer 45 minute zone two runs that I do two to three days a week
0: okay all right cool D- do you have you ever used like the Mafitone like um on the bike at all or like the ski like w- what are your thoughts yeah. on like those th- those pieces of equipment
1: so have you done any Mafitone yourself
0: yeah yeah i i, I use okay. I, I, I i have a peloton so i pretty much like literally have hey, a screen of like a don't, video
1: i'm so like please don't like put some confidence behind yourself you're on a peloton man yeah like yeah it's you're not doing nothing like true i am somebody who always like being able to kind of coach a little bit more aerobic with James Townsend's allowed me to coach with him a little bit, which is really appreciated. Like doing something is better than nothing. And the, I've biked once I've rode once I haven't done a ski yet. Um, I've been doing more running biasly because one, I'm good at it Two, um, It's just what I have to do for high rocks. It's, it's a running race. Um, but I really enjoy the bike. I'm, I've decided I'm either, I think I'm going to ski my entire next cycle after this one when I start doing it again, because I want to kind of build that upper body capacity. Um, and I've learned a lot, like it's really helped with breathing and being able to stay recover in the middle of Metcons or workouts, mm-hmm. even between like go rock games or doing a high rocks race or like even training, like it makes a huge difference. Like biking wise, like I think a lot of people got to get comfortable running and a lot of people are, don't enjoy it because they're like, Oh, I'm bad at it. Or that was what I did in high school. Like I didn't know what a weight room was until really like I got to college. I was just a runner. Um, and people are like, Oh, my ankles are sore. my like anything? It's like, you got to time under tension and you need good shoes, but you really got to practice it. And I think Maffetone, you don't need a heart rate monitor. Like if like, unless like you just need to be able to have a conversation and you just don't need to like blow up your
0: legs. Like you're doing a soul punch sprints. Mm-hmm.
1: like yeah. i think it's some of the best stuff out there and i love it
0: yeah i when i get on the peloton i go how do like, you feel
1: doing it on the peloton because do you just crank it down
0: no or so like so how so do you way, do it on the peloton so i kind of so, so i like, try to get to like about like 150 for a heart rate and so um i i go at like a level 50 or a 52 like in between those so that's like kind of okay. like mid-range and then I'm like pedaling. I'm I'm probably going like about 22 miles an hour the whole time. Oh, okay. And so I'm, Jesus. I'm, I'm hauling. So Is I, that's so, fast. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's
1: I. So you want to hear a really funny story of that? I don't even think Gabe knows. So I didn't know how to, so one, I didn't know how to change gears the day before I did my first triathlon. And I hate cycling. So like, I don't, I think that's fast, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's, that's fast. So it's pretty fast. So like, I kind of keep it at like a, rpm of like uh i think it's like 90 to like 100 or 110 so That's it's really yeah and, and like my thing is like i so backstory i used to be i used to do triathlons i used to place in like i was in the client deal division like 200 plus and i used to podium like almost every single time and so it just i mean i love it i still have my tri bike, tri bike in my my you know my garage you know the the yeah. biggest tri bike you could ever see ever like they they don't make any bigger ones than that yeah. and so um I just, you know, I, I kind of got burnt out on that. And then like, I like working out too. So it was like, screw it. I'll just do CrossFit and I, I, I'll, I'll take the bike out to ride with my kids or whatnot. But other than that, it's like, I don't, I don't really have any ambitions to even do another one. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And CrossFit, it's more fun. And it's like knowing people with families, like it's easier to like do those things. Yeah. Um, Like just with time-wise CrossFit, you can probably get a little bit more bang for your buck, even though like. There's a lot to be like, but you'll go for walks and do things with kids. It's like, it's just like, you gotta like, I'm sure like you're having more fun being a dad and a husband, um, than just like, Oh, I'm going to go practice three hours to go running, swimming and cycling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's not going to happen. My wife would kill me. So, my yeah. Wife, yeah. So I actually got my, uh, my, my four-year-old, well, he's six now, but my four-year-old son at the time to do kettlebell swings yes with a three pound kettlebell and my wife's like stop it stop it and then like he he knows he's got the hip move, like the hip movement he knows <laughs> how to swing it and i'm like sweet and he's using my old lacrosse sticks to do like cleaning and jerks and stuff like that so yep i'm like just just keep you on doing like yeah
1: anything like i like just encourage like like um anybody who would like just encourage like. Bring your kids like just to move. Like they don't need to move weight. Like you don't have to be the overbearing parent or like this is more like not to you, just like a PSA. But it's like just like let's teach the kids and the youth like
0: mm-hmm. to
1: move. Like yeah. let's not let them sit down. Like um even Gabe's got um his kids, Brendan and Anderson, to like work out with him a little bit. It's like just do like bring them in, like just have fun with it. Like they don't need to like, you don't need to put them on an wrap. Like and let yeah. them suffer but it's just like let them have fun and like move like move well like teach them and see like if they want to keep doing it
0: yeah so typically what i do is called next station so we'll do 30 seconds of work and then like 10 seconds of switching because obviously i've learned that a minute's way too long for like his attention span because both of yeah. us have add and it's just like we're like all over the all we're like all over the place all over the place and so he and the thing was like he would get on the rower he would get on the elliptical we had i had like uh rings uh, rigged up and like we would do like dip like when i would do dips he would just do you know ring swings and stuff yeah. like that and just just like just for him to move and like it, it was yeah. i i loved seeing him running around trying to figure out what next station he should go to He'd, like should i do the kettlebell or should i get the elliptical should i do this or whatever and then like i wouldn't force him to do anything so he's like yeah. okay i'm done and i'm like okay bro all right just just yeah, just go yeah. just go upstairs you're good you're good, yeah, you, I, you're good. Like, high five you did great so yeah
1: like that's like the best part because i feel like a lot of people like because a lot of people dread working out it's like you we got like i don't care like you don't have to do crossfit and like anything like and this is something really like more is like a personal thing that i learned when i stopped trying to compete in like mm-hmm. 2018 even though i'm Getting that competitive itch again, which always comes back. You don't like it; doesn't
0: leave you. No, I, I'm um, I'm 42 and it never goes away. Never. No, no.
1: Like if you're an athlete, like you're an athlete, you want yeah. to be a competitor. It's just like there's so much more fitness outside of the gym. Like you, like you'll you you could like go to the supermarket and stand next to like probably the best runner in your town, and you wouldn't know because mm-hmm. like they're always unassuming, like the strongest people like you can be a bodybuilder you can be a powerlifter you can be a crossfitter you can be a track, you can be a marathoner it doesn't matter like just doing something like are you are you and i probably gonna be biased that like you should probably be able to back squat your body weight and deadlift it and probably like do some cleans and maybe some burpees and some pull-ups yeah but like it's not for everybody like it's just encouraging people to move like just doing it that way and i think just training for life you don't have to train to be a competitor.
0: Yep. Yep. Totally agree. So, um, what, um, what are your expectations for this year for, for high rocks?
1: Um, so world championships in a couple weeks, um, I want to run, like, I want to be at 60 minutes. Like I'm running like faster than I have Marathon. Like I did a 90 minute run. Um, I'm actually running a half marathon this weekend, um, for fun. I everybody keeps asking me like I had people like, after go ruck ask me like are you going to try for a time like are you going to train for um like or I I think I'm just going to do a zone 2 marathon and just like just put on my suffer stuff and go um nice. and just like smile and endure like I just don't think like I just think my body after everything this past weekend at go ruck games like it's probably better if I do a zone 2 even if I I know I'm going to be wanting to like push like a 135 if I can
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I don't think that's smart.
0: Okay, all right. So uh, we're getting close to the end. So um, obviously, you kind of talked about your goals for high rocks and stuff like that. Do you have any other goals, like you know, personal wise? Yeah.
1: Um, I I want to win a high rocks race next season. Like I need to win like one of the preemptive like before the North American Championships. I want to show up to a race in a city and just win it. Like I'm okay. not like I'm I'm kind of go games kind of like frustrated me a little bit I think it's just more personal it's like I'm better than this like I I know I'm better than this like and it was a very well-rounded test I don't know if you like saw it or heard about it outside of just me like posting about it like very like infrequently because they like fucked us up um (laughs) like (laughs) it was pretty great um it was very well run but it was just like that and I really like I was gonna try I want to do like find a what like maybe do Wadapalooza team of three, like maybe, maybe try to push a team of three. I don't think indie's not my thing. Like if I'm going to do anything, it'd have to be a team.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: that's, those are probably like my two things right now. It's more high, high rocks focused for sure. Um, but trying to see like, maybe like maybe team of three and like some Wadapalooza, yeah. or maybe do a team if I can find something for TFX. Cause I think those are probably the two bigger, like not out of season comps.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Um, what is your favorite book? Ooh,
1: so this one surprises people. So can I give like the standard one and then my surprise? Yes. Okay. So I just finished, um, the obstacles is the way by Ryan holiday, mm-hmm. which is like, everybody's like go to, like, it was just very eye-opening and just a good reminder. Um, but the book I recommend people to most that I've actually given a, as a gift to the most people is Mike Tyson's autobiography.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's usually a shocker, and, like, that's kind of the reaction. Uh, the baddest man on the planet holds – it's probably the most authentic autobiography that doesn't try to pull the punches, and he's been through a lot.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: Not trying to apologize or excuse anything he's done. I think there's a lot of things done to him and like, just, like, in certain things. But it's probably one of the most introspective to learn about how smart a person can be that's not book smart. Just because he like doesn't have that much of an education doesn't mean that man is a fool. He knows more about fighting and the history of fighting and wars and like just ancient history than most people will ever know. And the way he would talk himself up, custom auto, like, got him ready to like really just kind of, but also like that positive self-talk that we always talk about is some of the best stuff you can ever pull from and how he really tried to get himself away from drugs and turn himself into a better character human after everything he went through is probably one of the better stories and why I recommend that to most, the most people.
0: Okay. Very cool. Um, all right. Next question is what is in your gym bag?
1: Ooh, so let's, uh, Funny enough, is nobody can see this at home, but here's the gym bag. Um, so there's like 17 sweatbands that you can see there <laughs> hanging off <on> a rope. <laughs> it's all uh, the sharpen the axe ones. I only have um, two. <laughs> so I just, uh, yeah, like I have all of them for me and 16 of my closest friends. Whenever we're all doing bar muscle ups, um, jokingly. So it's still got all my stuff from GoPro games. Um, so I got a little bit. Oh, I got a bunch of proper fuel, my AirWave, my heart rate monitor. Um proper, so I said proper. I got um hydro from Builder Hydro, which is Hunter McIntyre's like supplement for mm-hmm. like salt and everything, and then just like knee sleeves and like thumb thumb tape and uh, wraps. So that's all that's in there right now because I haven't cleaned it out since I got home last night at 1230.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was Very like cool. it was a
1: it was a long day um coming yeah. back. Atlanta is easily the worst airport, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, it it's it's bad. Yeah. Fun, <laughs> it doesn't fun, matter.
1: It's like if you fly into C and you gotta connect to A. And it's like you have twenty minutes to get there. It's like I'm gonna mm-hmm. PR my mile.
0: Um, funny story you talk about that. So my whole family decided to go to I think it was Florida or we went to Orlando or something like that. I forget I forget where it was. So like my son was is six at the time and he is carrying a bag with my wife's like like, like blow dryer and like his iPad, his like teddy bear and like all that stuff. And so he's like taking his shoe off. He's just like yelling and I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go. So we get to the, we get to like the, the ticket thing. And my son all of a sudden says, where's my bag? And I'm like, what? And so I run around in the bath men's bathroom right across from where we are. And I'm like, has anybody seen this back? Have any seen a Mickey Mouse backpack? Where has anybody like everyone's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden this guy comes up and says, Hey, I think you left it at the like the the, the security security desk. And I'm like, shit. And so the guy, the 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 guy at the ticket thing was <laughs> just like, hey, you have about like Four minutes to get there come back and get into the get get into the airplane i'm like okay deal so i literally booked it down the stairwell ran i didn't even take the train i was just like nope, full full throttle all the way down security desk i'm like okay went to the main security desk i'm like that's my son's bag um it has a computer and it's stuff on it so they went they did it through x-ray and they didn't open the bag up and they're like oh we got to open again because there's like a computer system in there i'm like this I'm like, guys, I to- I told you that idiots, and so I grab I like they said, okay, you're good to go. I literally grabbed the bag and sprinted. Like I took the, I, this is like when full blown masks were like around. So I was like, <laughs> so like I, li- I literally just like I literally ripped my mask off and just started sprinting like full full throttle. And I'm like, is this where the A terminal is? And they're like, yes, keep on going. You're almost there. Full thrown i sprinted and i made it the guy was like you have you had one minute left to even make it and he's like i didn't like he even told my wife he's like he there's no way no way in hell he's going to make it back yeah
1: like that's insane that's so bad congrats to you and that's why you do crossfit because now you're fit for it
0: oh dad i was dying like (laughs) i was like sucking wind so bad i was like like i'm sure you're all-
1: sweating in those like seats so bad too oh, you're like gross
0: hmm. yeah like I, I was like just started to sweat and just like breathing heavy and the guy's like okay you can you can like literally take a breather before you get into the airplane and i'm like all right thank you appreciate it so <laughs> but yeah like, that- oh,
1: thank you can i get my free water please that i yeah. can drink on this plane but then put my mask on okay cool
0: yeah like it, it's yeah it was and those terminals are not like close to each other whatsoever no in Atlanta. not at
1: all like they can just get a bunch of flights not bash like it's just like it's just very inefficient that's all we're saying mm-hmm. it's just not a very convenient airport to get around
0: yep yep okay um yeah and i we can go like i go an hour about the, that airport so um <laughs> um yeah same yeah so uh, they
1: um, lost my bag one time but oh yeah. geez okay what else
0: yeah um, okay so so next question is okay this is your it's just imagine it's your last day on earth okay and so what do you want people to know you as
1: Ah, good question. Okay, so this has to be your ending question because I swear you ask it. I think you've asked it to just- I ask it to everybody. Okay. So I never want to be known for anything I've done athletically. I've always wanted to leave the impressions on how I've interacted with folks and just trying to make sure like, I'm going to be very straightforward, probably a little too blunt sometimes, but I want you to- have a positive experience and learn from it like more than what, like anything I could have done athletically. It's never about like the on the field stuff. Even when I was playing sports, it's more of like, how are you off and talking and interacting with folks? Like, I feel like that's what really at the end of the day, it's not the things you did or the things you accumulate. It's the experiences. And those are the things that you want people to remember you as.
0: Very cool. Lo- love that one. Love that one. Um, okay, so the last question is: Where can people contact you if they have any questions?
1: Um, so the easiest way to get a hold of me is my Instagram handle, which people still to this day is hilarious because they don't understand why it's Arf yeah. Bark, um, but it's A W R F B A R K. It's my four initials, and then when a dog barks, it sounds like Arf. So then that's why I created my Instagram handle <laughs> back like <laughs> the way it is. Um, that's really the easiest way. I don't have TikTok. I don't like. I would never have a TikTok. I don't do Snapchat or any of that stuff. It's just hit me up on Instagram. Like, have like tag me in something if you want to join the Peoples of Heft Trot Society or Sunday Miles Touch and Go Gang. Um, there's a lot of Cool Down Crew. Like, there's a lot of those things out there. Like, feel free to join us. Like, I just want like my little corner of the internet. I'm gonna be the most positive and like refreshing and honest person that I can be for everyone. And that's the easiest way to get a hold of me.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, first of all, I, I want to thank you for actually letting me kind of reschedule the podcast because like the whole my whole house just like dude, went to shambles. I, like
1: as soon as you would like text me, I was like, dude, it's totally okay. Like, is your house okay? Like please do not like feel bad on anything because honestly you didn't give me a little bit of a break because I had packed it all for like the competition over the past weekend. And I was like, <laughs> cool. So I have a little more time to like remember what I needed. Um, and honestly it's like, I think I was able to give you better answers after doing the competition than pre. Um, and so like, do not worry. I'm just glad your house is okay now.
0: Yeah. So, so to the listeners, I have a, I had a huge water leak to my house and it was, it was a nightmare. Like I, I, I I'm so pissed anyway, but we'll go over that. So, but, but, Listen, I I listen, thank you very much for being on my show. You know, I it was awesome like understanding and like learning more about you and like you know how you got involved with Misfit because like I always wanted to know like how you got involved with them and stuff. So I I really do appreciate and thank you for everything.
1: Hey, I appreciate you having me on. If you ever need anything or if you need me back on the show for like some reason to talk about anything else that I happen to attend that we just need a different person's opinion on, feel free to hit me up. I'm always happy to. And Uh, we'll just keep raining down with the touch and go gang and um, see how these uh, Maffetone and Sunday miles um,
0: go. Awesome. Thank you.
1: You're welcome, man.